Happy Sunday, everyone. Welcome to Mavs Moneyball Shock Therapy. Time to welcome Kyrie Irving to the Dallas Mavericks. He was traded earlier today for Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, what I understand to be a 2029 first-round pick and some second-round picks. Woo! Lot to think about. A lot to think about on this one. Um, I was actually at Mavs Moneyball's Doyle Raiders baby shower with Josh Bowe and a number of other, number of other people uh, in the kind of Mavs-adjacent media community. Uh, really something to to be in a room full of people. I had my phone put away because it's a social situation. And, uh, and, and then all of a sudden, all the men in the room are looking at their phones. So... Uh, it was it was really something. Um, Peter notes that we got Markeith Morris as well. I forgot about that one because I was, you know, he's it's he's the he's the Morris brother. I think about less, right? Um, it, I always think of the one on the Clippers. Anyhow, so nearly 170 people and popping in here. Um, we can talk about how I feel about these sorts of things uh, and the trade and really, you know, what we're doing. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to your thoughts. So let's let's try to, to keep it, uh, re, you know, relatively brief, and we'll we'll move as many um, we'll move through as many people as possible uh, before my wife gets back from what she's doing because I don't know if she knows that I'm doing this. Coming up first is my man Sam. How you doing, Sam? Hi. Can you hear me, Kurt? Thank you for joining. All right. If I sound like shit, just let me know because I'm in my car just driving. Fine. <laughs> so. Uh, Obviously, this is – I was hesitant. I mean, I still am hesitant, to be honest. But at the end of the day, this is the guy that we need. First of all, we can actually have a guy that can actually shoot free throws when, mm. when we need instead of Luca. We can just have Kyrie. <laughs> so that's one. Two, this opens up space. So if for some reason we don't sign Kyrie, we should have some cash space to do something in the offseason. If we don't re-sign and Kyrie? Three, it's, it's fucking Kyrie. Like, I mean, like – we got another ball handler that can potentially give us 30 to 40 every night. And if we play our cards right, you know, they'll say, hey, you know what? They got Luke and Kyrie. Maybe somebody else wants to come to play for the team this year or next year. So all in all, it, it, you got to, you got to, you know, you got to play hardball. Sometimes you got to take the risk. I like the risk. So let's just see what happens. All right, Sam. Thank you for kicking us off. No problem. You too. Okay. Coming up next, let's go to my man. Mr. Ramundo, welcome back to the show. What's going on? Hey, what's going on? Welcome. Thank you for for joining us this Sunday afternoon. So, everybody excited or kind of just nervous about what's about to happen? But what I do think, you think? I, I think both. Like, like, what's the? I'm so. Um, you're 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 an older man like me, don't you? Do, I remember, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking of the episode of uh, Saved by the Bell where um, the one chick like try like accidentally tries speed and she gets. I'm so excited! I'm so excited! I'm so scared! That's that's uh, that's the... my feeling. Drop like everyone's so hyped and up and I carry but um i kind of see this as what we need to do but then on top of that i see it like okay we got out we kind of mix up the roster i think the roster doesn't fit around these two other than josh green um you know i bullock i guess fits a little bit but we i don't think wood fits anymore um 
with them too. I just don't see it happening. So I think he's gone. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm going to be. You know, more minutes for Josh Green. I think is something everybody could get very excited about. Um, mm-hmm. He's going to have to take a bigger role immediately. Um, I'm very disappointed to see Dodo go, but he was he was basically the piece if they were going to trade for anybody. Um, I'm a little concerned about the number of ball handlers this team still has because they went from having two ball handlers to having two ball handlers. And for as much, you know, this is Kyrie's played more games this season than he has in a long time for a variety of reasons, but he's still a smaller guy. He'll probably need the occasional game for rest. Like the Mavericks still need another handler. So I'm not sure what this team looks like this year. They already can't defend. So my sort of initial inclinations to bitch about the defense don't matter because they, they couldn't defend in the first place. So it's not like they that this is really changing that. Kyrie's actually pretty good defense this year. He's a, I mean, he's a capable, willing athlete. It's a matter of focus. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, the on-court product is certainly going to be must-see TV. Okay, so do you think Wood is gone, or do you think he's going to stay a Maverick? I think before the trade deadline, I bet they kind of keep it now. I don't know why. Yeah. That's my first okay. reaction. But if they were to trade him... That would be fascinating because that would be quite – and sorry, you were kind of cutting in and out, but I, I think I understand what you were, you were talking about now. Like, they're shaking up pieces of the roster, you know? Yeah, it, this roster doesn't – I mean, I miss Dodo. Dodo would have been perfect with this. these two. I'm being, I'm being for real. But he his legs aren't what they were last year. He's been a little bit slower. Um, I mean, it could just be that he's – wearing down i mean everyone forgets this team went to the western conference finals and played a crap load of games and they played hard minutes man they were playing 40 something minutes a game him and reggie i mean so it was that was rough on them i mean that's not it, you don't just you know you just don't go from not doing it to doing it to then okay now i figured out how to do it you know what i mean yes Yes, I am. I, I do. <laughs> wow, we got a ton of people in here now. So um, I, I can hang up and listen, man. But like I said, I have some stuff to say. But honestly, I'm just excited for the, you know, the potential that this has to for the Mavericks. And then I'll just, well, you know, it, I, I will tell you that the my my initial reaction to all this is that the full gambit of possibilities is on the table. We have. 180 degrees, 360 degrees, whatever the hell, like the range of outcomes for this team are now wildly all over the place. Whereas before I could kind of see, you know, a first round exit, maybe if getting to the second round, if they were lucky. So I, I don't and know. What I, to... Yeah. Now you still got three first rounders for, you know, and like I said, you might just get a first rounder back for Christian Wood and still have four. Um, you know, you don't, you could, you could do that. Well, thank you for uh, for coming up and hanging out. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right. E- Ethan in the chat. Great joke. LeBron to Dallas next season. You know LeBron's pissed, so I, I got to enjoy that. Okay, coming up next, my man Steven. What's going on? Hey, Kirk. I was literally grading quizzes when this uh, news broke, but I'm trying to think. Um, so in terms of, like, what the Mavs can do next, because there's no way they could be possibly done. Like, they still need another ball handler, a defense-minded wing, or center. I'm kind of wondering, just spitballing here, do you think they can make some type of package for Shake Milton and Matisse Thibel, who they had interest over the summer, to help strengthen up where it's kind of getting your – you're getting some needs that you need. Um, but also I'm trying to think um, with Kyrie and if everything does go well, does this just open up so much more for Christian Wood now that he would be like the third guy? But <laughs> – Kid, 
Kid and Wood are an interesting mix in that I I just don't think Wood's ever going to give Kid what Kid wants from a, a um from a, def- a like a, a backline defender, and that's well. This this is just assuming he's still yeah. here. Yeah. Like for all we want so, to. I mean, I, I like the I like the concept. I mean, our man Seth Partnow in the chat says Thibel is very available now, but you know Thibel has um, Thibel is missing the shooting gene. Uh, for a basketball player and the Maverick, you know, it's, it, I don't know. True. I'm just, I'm just kind of wondering if Dybul was an option, then it's like the shooting around him can make up for like his deficiencies in that area. But I don't know. It was just an idea, but, um, but yeah, so it's just, now I'm just kind of wondering what's the next domino going to be. And if they already traded one first round pick, do they kind of already just think like, let's just send them out and just like try to build up something now. I don't know. Like, I mean, that's where like, if you move past my sort of general disinclination for Kyrie as a player, because the game to game stuff, the drama, et cetera, you move past that. The Mavericks just, everybody that is quite reasonably points out that like every single player, the Mavericks would go for in the next, in the coming years is distressed in some way, shape or form. Now it's whether that level of distress is your personal appetite is, is for each person to decide on their own. But I mean, pushing in all their chips on a Luca Kyrie thing is just, it's really fascinating to me. And it is really scary. No, it I'm is. I'm sorry. It is. I, it definitely is. Because this could blow up, like, really quickly. But it could blow up like, immediately. <laughs> but at the same time, if it goes right, then they have the best backcourt in the league, arguably, right? Like him, Kyrie, and Luca. It's just hard to find something that matches that. Well, certainly fun, man. It's it's gonna be it's right. gonna be weird, and and we I do think that there's a lot of of juice to the idea of we've been wanting something different. Well, this is certainly fucking different. <laughs> Definitely for sure. So thank thanks again, Kirk. So we'll uh, glad happy to hear what other people. All right, we'll talk soon. Have a good one. Woo, busy room. Um, let's go with Mo. How you doing, Mo? Like that, like that photo of choice there of the outside the American Airlines Center. Find the uh, the mute button there at the with, with the app, and um, we'll we'll see. Hello, how's it going? Yo, what's up, Kirk? Welcome to the room. What do you got for us, man? Look, all I got to say is I think now, like when you look at the West and like how mid it's been, like. Every team has been so close, but do you feel like now with Kyrie, like our ceiling is like our floor? Like, what do you think our floor is now? Like, if Kyrie hoops the way he's been hooping, the way he's been hooping has been really good. Uh, I mean, with with KD out, they've actually gone like four and seven, even though he's put up numbers. But the question is, how do he and Luca work together? And then the the immediate question I have is, how long is Luca out? Sorry, I got a phone call. The overarching problem is how long is Luka Doncic out? Because, you know, he's missing the Jazz game. And if he comes back, I don't know, do they do they bench him? Bench him. Do they rest him until through All-Star break? I mean, if you have Kyrie and you sneak one of these games and you, you, you get through All-Star break where you're like one to two games, either within or above 500, you feel happy. But I, I think that's that's got to be the play where you go into the second half of the season, second half like the final 25 games with some rest. So that's, that's what I'd be. Um, I'd be looking, looking forward to that one. Um, 
Jack in the chat says the reporting makes it seem like he's back for the Clippers game, meaning Luca. Um, yeah, and he, he says he's being um, reevaluated tomorrow. Thanks, Harris. So we will we will see um, Ronald in the chat once my once once uh, uh, JJ Reddick's producer uh, Jason Gallagher to come back in here and give his take. I will shoot him a text message. That's not a terrible idea. All right, we're going to go to my guy, Jose, next. How you doing, Jose? You just ended 77 Spaces, which I would have joined had I not been sitting in a baby shower. <laughs> you're, you're good. Uh, I didn't record it. Uh, I did want to just do an impromptu, get, get everybody's live reactions for Kyrie because uh, I was like, I was with some family in, in my living room. I came back into the room. And people were tagging me, and I was just like, oh, shit, what is happening? I, I immediately see the woes bomb, <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, no, I, I got to start a space. I got to talk about Kyrie and what this means for the Mavericks. And considering that we gave up a 2029 first-round pick, uh, this, to me, seems like Nico is going to make some more moves before the trade deadline. We have until Thursday. We gave up um, – Arguably one of our better defenders on this team, but I think Josh Green is ready to step in and fill his void. I think Josh Green is now the heart and soul of this defense going forward. And then, um, you know, I, I think we're, we definitely need to upgrade our center position. So give me Nas Reed, uh, give me Jared Vanderbilt to to come in for the Mavericks. And I think we got something special here, Kirk. What are your thoughts? Well, I'm not really – so you you and I talk about this frequently. And, by the way, uh, you since you probably didn't see this in the chat, a guy, Tad, in the chat said, Jose, the best sports voice and the best voice for sports in my life. So you, you, have, a re, you have a fan club, Jose. Um, I, I like that the 20 – like the 2029 pick, like, terrifies me for long-term reasons, but six years is six years. It, it, we'll, we'll, we'll worry about that if, if the world hasn't, you know, um, collapsed. And it's, I don't know if they make any immediate moves, but the fact that it still frees them up to do something in the coming off season is interesting to me. Um, you and I talked about Tim McMahon's take that the move where you push Dorian, where you move Dorian and you send something is kind of the beginning of your all in thing because the rest of the Mavericks salary that they have on the roster, think it's like Josh, Josh Green, who they'll probably extend, which means you can't trade him. Then it's Reggie, then it's Tim, and then it's who else? Like Dwight Powell, I guess, is coming off. There's Maxie's extension. There's not a lot of like big salary piece movers. So if you do something else, it probably has to be in that, in that range of a guy that's more of a middle tier, which is fine with me. Like I want like new – I want new guys that have, you know, that fit roles. I, the superstar thing has driven me nuts for a real long time because I just think it's very hit or miss. But, you know, this this does open them up to different options. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, m- most definitely. And uh, I, I just want to see the Mavericks get a, a real center. Like, like I said, Nas Reed or Jared Vanderbilt, I think those are guys that are going to be moved at the deadline. Uh, Nas Reed is even walking in free agency. Uh, 
<laughs> the Timberwolves got them their self their selves and they pick one. I also want to say thank you for the compliments down below in the chat. <laughs> but man, my phone has been blowing up. Oh, it's bad. Uh, you, I mean, uh, you you know, I don't like Kyrie as a concept and as a player. And I like people are like checking in on me like I'm dying, and it's like no, I'm fine. Like, will I be mad at some point if the things that I am concerned? come to pass yes but today is not that day he'll come in in a great mood he'll probably score like 45 in his first game because Kyrie's like a savant and and everybody will be real excited and that's good because you should be excited if you're happy about this I want you to be happy about this I a number of people are asking me ah can I be I'm tired done with this team and I'm like my kind of response to that is if you weren't done with this team for some of the other shit that's happened the last five years I, I don't entirely understand this one um, that that's where my head is. Uh, I also want to say with with Kyrie, we th- this honestly is looking like a steal, Kirk. Uh, we have his bird rights. Uh, but would do- you want to pay him this much money? Can we get into that a little bit? Because that's the terrifying part. We already did this with Porzingis. <laughs> uh, well, well, I I always say this about paying players their money. I I'm not paying them. Uh, sure. Marcus. So, so Mark needs to feel confident, but also Nico, uh, I think it was Woj that reported that, that Nico and co have already started the process of extending Kyrie. I could be off on that. I, it could have just been on some Twitter bullshit, but other than that, I, I don't think they make this move without uh, consolidating and, and thinking about, you know, what are we going to do with Kyrie's contract? Ooh. I don't know, man. What a wild and weird day. <laughs> Thank you so much for uh, for joining and plug your plug where we can find your stuff. Uh, all right. So I uh, appreciate that, Kirk, uh, that assist. I was on We Talk Mavs uh, YouTube. We talked about. Oh, that's right. I like yeah. that. <laughs> we, we talked about DeAndre Aiden potentially coming to the Mavs. Uh, I wasn't so big on, on that, but. Any, anything is possible. No Kevin Garnett. But uh, I was on their YouTube channel. You can find it at We Talk Mavs. And then you can find me on Twitter at ParadoxKilla23. Uh, we do 77 Spaces, a pregame show where we recap the last game and we transition into the game uh, played that night. Uh, also, in the offseason, we did interviews with Kurt Dalton, uh, Mavs Outsiders, we we did a plethora of a little spicy in the off season because we get a little, we all get yeah. a little bored. <laughs> yeah, and and then uh, Rolla also contacted uh, Grant Fseth oh, yeah. for a uh, off season interview as well. So he already has that drawn up, and I'm trying to figure out where we go from there. But that's where you can find me. And thank you, Kirk, for. All right, man. Talk soon. All right, coming up next is everybody's favorite, and he's just. And I mean this because if you like Xavier, you you love him. And if you hate Xavier, you also love him, which is part of his charm. Xavier, how are we doing on this uh, ridiculous Sunday? Uh, cognitive dissonance, Kirk. That's the word of the day. But look, most of, most of my design for this move is for Kyrie, who Kyrie is off the court. But if we just focus on the court, we – I can, I'm not going to bash anybody for trying to talk themselves into it because look, Kyrie is the type of talent that when he's on and when he's playing well, there are few players in the league like him, right? The problem is in Brooklyn, he literally had everything he could have wanted. He had a, he had a co-star who he had a personal relationship with. 
he had a coach who literally had no control of the locker room. The organization as a whole, it was pretty much Kyrie and KD pretty much running the show and doing whatever it is they, they wanted. And even with all that in his favor, it still wasn't enough for him to actually be accountable to the team. Right. So Kyrie has shown that it's going to be about Kyrie first and foremost. And he doesn't care how good of a situation he's in. I mean, he was in a great situation in Boston. Right. That could have been a title winning team. He was in a good situation for what all the things he was looking for in Brooklyn. It still wasn't enough for him. So I just don't want fans to talk about well, well, the relationship with Nico. Oh, you know, kid was his favorite player growing up. So he's definitely going to be stuff. in here. I hate that it's, stuff. It's foolishness. So look, yeah. uh, the talent, you can talk yourself into yes. the talent. Very easily, right? You can tell me, look, Kyrie, Luca, we got Reggie. When Maxi Kleber gets healthy, hey, that's a good starting four. That's that's a good team for the playoffs. Now, if we just saw the center situation, as Jose alluded to, now we're cooking. But here's the problem: I don't. You can't trust Kyrie, right? Somehow, this is more of a gamble than the Porzingis trade was, you, and I didn't you, think that was possible. Do you listen to the Goat Podcast with Andrew Sharp, former Sports Illustrated writer? He of the Sharp Tech Podcast now. Um, do, do, do you listen to that one with him and Ben Golliver? Oh, I no. So listen to this. This is what we're in the fun part. I don't care if people can yell at me. This is my take. This is his take. He said this before the trade that it would be incredible for the Lakers to let Kyrie go to the Mavericks because nothing would push Luka Doncic to the Lakers faster. <laughs> right. And I'm just I'm so mad at him for that because like I I don't don't agree. You know, it just pissed me off. No, and look, here's the scary part, right? We're going to have to pay him, right? So the worst thing is that he just keeps his head down. He shows some flashes of brilliance, and we talk ourselves into a, into a, a big money extension. The problem is we're not going to be able to put any kind of partial guarantees or any incentives that are no, tied just to like games we did with KD, Just like we did with Porzingis where we're like, here's all your money, sir. Thank you. Exactly. And that's the problem, right? We should have protected ourselves with Porzingis, and we didn't because we didn't have the leverage. And if you think we didn't have leverage then, buddy, we have no leverage now. What are we going to possibly say to Kyrie? Because if he can just walk into the Lakers, the Lakers could easily make max cap space in the offseason. He can walk right into a later play with LeBron. So if we don't give him everything that he asked for, he's gone. Yeah, the Mavericks got off none of the, the Mavericks got off none of their bad money. So at this point, it's like, damn, if you do, damn, if you don't, no. if it doesn't work out, look, in a vacuum, did we give up a ton? No, Dodo, I love Dodo, but he played Toto as a player. He no, is what he is. I, I, and Spence, you know, it's Spence. I love Spence. Well, Spence. To, to, so, so let's, let's be, let's talk about that for just a second. I think Dorian was on his downward slope in the same way Bob Covington was when he started getting shipped around. So the fact that Spencer at one point before the Porzingis trade last year was considered such a negative asset. So to move Dorian kind of near peak value and Spencer, who was at one point a negative asset and a far off first round pick for Kyrie Irving on paper, to me, looks excellent. Now, I'm seeing, all sorts of, I'm seeing all sorts of different reads around this because, you know, I, the, the question was going into today, who was going to make a trade for Kyrie Irving? And it needed all you need is one team. And the flip side of this is that, of course, it is our team. <laughs> I don't, this, this is just, it's going to be the, the, the season went from being kind of boring and me being tired of this shit 
to be quite honest, to where now I'm 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 reinvested for a variety of reasons. And and last thing, because I know there's a bunch of people that want to talk, so I, I won't be too long winded. I think Zach Lowe summed it up the best. When you look at the teams that were interested in Kyrie, the Clippers, the Lakers, the Mavericks, it's because we're the most desperate teams in the league, right? We don't have the ability to be patient to wait for something better to come to come down the road because, let's be honest, we don't have assets that are going to land us the next big superstar. We could easily be outbid on the market. So, again, it's a deal that we probably had to make. But it's just such a gamble because there's just there's so little security. And it's just like when you're toying with Luka Doncic's future, it's I don't want to be invested. I don't want to put that's like having all your money in Bitcoin and thinking that you're going to get rich. It's like, could it work out? Could you become a millionaire overnight? Yes. But chances are you're probably going to get burned and you'll end up broken on the streets. But anyway, well, I'm going to write something was- on my flight to Vegas tomorrow because I really need to flush oh. this out. Because honestly, it's, it's cognitive dissonance, man. Like, part of me, I talked myself into the basketball aspect of it. But it's yeah. so much deeper than that. And that's the scary yeah. part, you know? It is. All right, man. We'll talk soon. All right, All right. We've got a whole host of folks, and I'm trying to get to everybody. So please be patient with me. Okay, coming up next is Dancer Spinwitty who friend of mine we've had some disagreements and discussions and really need to know what your take on this situation is because i know you're a big spencer fan so so talk to me um talk to me about why you know what what you're thinking got to find the unmute button first of all you there dancer give him a second more and then we're going to move on to the new one um all right dancer we'll bring you up here in a little bit if we need to uh let's go with my man tyler welcome tyler how are you uh, i'm good kirk how are you it's a sunday we have a new it's team um <laughs> apparently some of my friends are buying me a kyrie irving jersey uh yeah uh interesting time um so thanks for bringing me up i uh I, especially right now i just called up because i wanted to follow xavier i loved what he said um, I 100% agree with everything that he said, but th- that brings me to the question of um, if the Lakers are the only real team bidding against you, why why are we giving up that much? And and, I, and like we still have the problem of only two ball handlers. Um, have, so that's that's have, that's my question. Right, you mind hitting me because we're getting feedback. You mind hitting me because we're getting feedback. Sorry. It is so easy is to second so guess. To se- still, still getting feedback. There we go. It's so easy to second guess picks and stuff once you see the trade. I think what the Mavericks decided is that now was the time to move. That's really what it comes down to because they're they're probably going to lose tomorrow in Utah. They'll be one game over five hundred. If they're able to get him on the team, and if they're able to get Luca back on the team before all-star break and, and, and rack some wins up in this, you know, they're, they're sitting near the top of the, the dog pile. It is the middle of the West. That's just what they have to be thinking. And they're not, you know, the, the player element of this probably wasn't going to change. It was the pick element, you know, what happens there and when, you know, the, the, the nets were going to demand Dorian Finney Smith. So that's where I am. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I just, um, Yeah. I agree. Um, that's all I really have. Thanks, Kirk. Sure, bud. All right. Yeah, and then the feedback stopped there because, of course, these these apps are so wonky. Um, let's go with my man, 
Let's go, man. So many folks. Sorry, Simon. Welcome. What's up? Thanks for waiting. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Kirk. Thanks for having me again. Um, I guess first I want to do kind of like a postmortem for Dorian and Spencer. Love um, that. Good sorry, idea. Starting with Dorian, you know, I mean, for all the guys' limitations, you know, he became exactly the player the Mavs developed him to be. He did everything that was asked of him in his, what, I guess six and a half years that he was on the roster um, and turned himself in from an undrafted guy to a guy who was playing 40 minutes a night in the conference finals. So I think he, you know, pretty much got everything. Uh you know, out of himself and everything that, that the Mavericks wanted out of him. So, well wishes, Dorian. Uh, Spencer, you know, like you said, he, he did come in as like sort of a negative asset. But, you know, having said that, he was a major part of the best Mavericks moment since 2011, which was that game seven uh, in Phoenix. You know, his, you know, flurry of, of three-pointers coming off the bench – really put that game away before Phoenix had any chance uh, to get back in it. So, um, which is an invaluable contribution. So he's going, he's going back to Brooklyn. I saw he already, he already tweeted. Uh, He seems, he seems pretty happy about it. So, Um, so there you go. Um, I guess my big question for this trade is I don't really see Brooklyn's incentive to do this particular trade. They wanted to get some sort of value, and the fact that the where they are in the East they need bodies. They just you cannot waste a a Kevin Durant MVP caliber year, even if he's hurt right now. Well, I that's think, that's got to be think, all of it. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think I think that's what they did. They at this point, the only um, reason that they were a contender was they they never really had the depth of the other great East teams, but they could match up you know, in terms of talent and firepower when Katie and Kyrie are both there. If you look at the other top teams, you know, like Philly, they, you know, they have, they have Harden should have been an all-star, but they have, they have two all-stars. Boston has two all-stars. I mean, Milwaukee, who knows what, I don't know what's going on with Middleton, but you know, they have, you know, they, they have holiday, all these, you know, Cleveland has an explosive backcourt and now really, Outside of Kevin Durant, the biggest indictment of Spencer uh, to me is the fact that his presence on the court wasn't enough to prevent Luka Doncic from getting double teamed at half court. Like teams really still had no problems doing it, even when Spencer was out there. I think I think that's going to be one of the biggest um, uh, things with having Kyrie on the court is that 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 practice is going to cease. Uh, and and if it doesn't, like <laughs> yeah. there there's there's one there's one perk in my opinion to Jace. You know, Kyrie Irving is going to do so well in the lack of offense the Mavericks have because he's 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 the world's like one of the most creative freelancers with the ball, and so for him to get in these you know four on three situations, ooh brother. I'm sorry. Like, if if you can get a Luca Kyrie pick and roll, Christ on a cracker. That's that's going to be something to see. Well, what I what I my what I've always said about Kyrie is he is the most uh, complete under six foot two scorer that's ever played in the NBA. I mean, there there really isn't a single area on the court that he can't be effective from. He I mean he 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 can even post up, 
you know, he obviously his left, his left hand is spectacular going to the basket. He shoots threes. He shoots free throws. Well, like another caller uh, mentioned earlier, uh, he, he, he's great in the mid range. So, I mean, offensively, you know, this is, this is going to, this is going to be a formidable team. And, and obviously I think somebody said earlier that they don't know how Christian Wood fits in this picture. I think, you know, Christian Wood, he's going to be maybe the, the biggest beneficiary out of all this because if Luke is handling the ball on one side and Kyrie's on the other side of the floor, then where does that leave Wood? That leaves, that leaves him right in the middle to just, you know, go down, go down the lane, roll down the lane, get deep seals and have one-on-ones against mismatches. Yeah. It's going to be, so, it, that, that elements of it's going to be a lot of fun. Yes. We will talk soon. You have a Move good day. On, okay? man. Yep. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. Cause someone will yell at me about it later, but that's okay. Simon. All right, let's go with Jordan. Jordan, where how you doing? Hey. So um, this was not the way I wanted to wake up to my Sunday afternoon nap. Of course not. But, you know. Um, so uh, quick thoughts. Um, offensively, I think it also, uh, you know, everybody's talking about how great the offense is going to be. Uh, we still have Tim. So uh, I, ju- I just don't think that those open shots are going to be there for Wood and for the other people. So, because um, Tim's just going to take them and miss them. So, that's, <laughs> so, like, calm down, everyone who's saying that the offense is going to be good. Um, offensively, I do think uh, we have some advantages, but I just think we have to go all in. Um, that 29 pick being unprotected, having no protections on it, um, means that we decided that this is the way to get Luca a championship on this contract. So I think we've got to trade the other two picks, um, maybe even Hardy. I would like to keep green, um, but we probably – we've got to get something else because this, this well, can't the, be it. The, the challenge that I – like this is a kind of a semantics question, and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong because I don't think Morris has played a ton for the Nets this year. So you traded two starters for one starter for a team that we had been bitching about not having enough depth. So if you're a person like Jose earlier saying, you know, asking me if I think they're going to make another move, that sort of factual layout of information would lead me to believe that, yeah, they kind of need to figure something out. But – you know, once you get to playoffs, maybe the Mavericks, you know, post all-star break really, you know, they, if they think Maxie's healthy, maybe they really do just play like seven dudes again. Yeah. Uh, I mean that maybe more I feel Frank like we have to Jeremy, how dare you? <laughs> actually with Kyrie, Frank might actually work because he would be. Don't, 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 don't talk your snow. We're not, we're not doing, you know, I will, I will take a lot of Kyrie thoughts. I'm not taking any Frank thoughts. Um, uh, you know, what, you said that about Morris. So I'm an identical twin. Um, and I text my brother when this happened and I was like, we traded for Kyrie Irving and basically the U of basketball. Um, so, you know, the worst twin. So yeah, that's pretty much how we did this. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, but I just think we have to do something. Uh, we're going to have to, you know, I don't know if it's Aiton or it's going to be another distressed asset. It seems like, cause that's the only thing we can get. Um, I just am really confused who we were, who we were competing against. If we wanted to keep competitive, I'm confused why we couldn't protect that pick. The Clippers. Um, that's the real thing. That's just there, there, there was a Clippers element of this that I think maybe the Clippers could offer some different players. And like that, 
my understanding and granted let's just be clear my understanding is limited because i kind of go out of my way to not know stuff um Mm -hmm. is that that they were kind of quietly becoming the team that was really considering making a bid because you like yeah man it just seems i don't know the unprotected aspect of that makes me worried because if this goes bad, that means oh, yeah, it ought to. It does, we... but it's also six years from now to where you know we can look back yeah. on this day well, in 2029 when you know the Mavericks turn over their the first time they've ever gone up in the lottery ever to someone, and we'll have to worry about that. Right, you know, because that'll be six years from now is when we won't have Luca or Kyrie on the team. Yeah. So that's just delightful. So yeah, anyway, that's a, a cheery way to end. But <laughs> All right, well, thanks for hanging out, buddy. We're going to get to as many people, and the list keeps growing longer. Chris, hey, speak Kirk. your piece. So all the stuff we've gone through this season with the Mavs, hell yeah, let's just do this. Because like you said, it's better than what we, we've been seeing all year. Just lackluster. Spencer Dinwiddie's not great on defense. I think Finney Smith has regressed on defense, maybe even his three-point shot. Screw it, let's do it. My concern is, yeah, Kyrie is an unrestricted free agent, but this summer the Mavs could – well, they could. They're going to offer a five-year deal. You four think? Year. I mean – I think it's four. I think it's four. Uh, but if he's an unrestricted free agent, could could they offer him a five-year deal? Or No, I don't think so. There's something to do – I was just saying the Mavs compared to other teams, like the Mavs could offer him that extra year. Oh, I'm not sure. That's what I'm Kyrie's, Kyrie, Kyrie is an old 30 – though so that i'm you know right now all the reporting indicates they're not going to do any sort of extension because you can only do it two years yeah yeah not until the summer in the off season there's there's not a lot they they can discuss stuff but there's everybody's reporting this is not a thing right now and the reason and if i have any concerns it's that Kyrie was basically not going to play for the nets if they weren't and so it's has he just changed his mind about that I mean, he does. He changes his mind all the time. Well, what, what's the difference, though? Because because let's say the Nets didn't offer him an extension. Well, what if the Mavs? I mean, we traded some assets. Obviously, we're going to have to offer something. Th- we're going to have to ha- have to offer him a contract. And I think Kyrie knows I, that. But I, I, what's the I difference? Do you think? Because he, I don't know if that's yeah. the case. I really don't. Hmm. Because the, it, well, you know, what? at least we're in the present. It could be a and... terrifying rental. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, if Kyrie wants that bag, it's not just from us, but, you know, the Lakers or whatever team this summer would offer him a contract. I mean, if he... well, no, the Lakers don't have any cap space to do it. So the Lakers is, are out. Like, he's not going to be a Laker because they traded for um, the guy that was the wizard. Uh, shoot. Rui Hachimura, and they're going to have to sign him, um, re-sign him. So. Okay, I gotcha. I, okay. I mean, so, I mean, if there was another team out there that would offer him something, they're, they're going to be checking out to see how he's yeah. going to – Fair, fair with the Mavs. I mean, at least we have him for – we're going to make the playoffs. I mean, the West is not deep. I don't know what they're going to do with Christian Wood. I mean, if they, if they still held on to him, it's kind of risky. But I, I don't know, Wood, Luka, and Kyrie, and then Josh Green's gotten better. I, I kind of like it. So, I, I don't know. I, I think Kyrie's going to show up for us. I, I hope he – I think we all pray, hope and pray he does. But it's a matter of time before there will be drama. But I don't know. That would be kind of cool if we just go ahead and just win a championship and after that – Whatever. Well, like, I mean, like not to not to not to be me, but the da- the Mavericks don't have the defense <laughs> to win a championship. Yeah, that, that's that's another thing. There, obviously, we got a few more days left till the, yeah. the trade deadline. So, uh, please get rid of Tim Hardaway Jr. Just get get somebody on for a defensive yep. player. Is, is there anybody in mind? I mean, uh, maybe Ananobi or isn't Toronto trying to 
move on from him? He's, he's going to be. He's going to require more. He'll require more assets than Kyrie. So, ooh, ooh. yeah, but okay. I mean, Kyrie's like the ultimate, like the ultimate. You know, nobody knows what's going to happen. So, but yeah, it's, yeah, I'll let somebody else come on. But yeah, six years from now, that that draft pick, we're, we're not worried about it. I mean, anything can happen between now and then. Yeah. And Luca had to obviously sign off on this, so that's right. Um, so he knows what 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 we're all in, possibly in store for. So, but I'll let somebody else come up and let's just hope and pray everything works out okay. Oh goodness! Yep. Yeah, thanks so much. Talk soon. Yes, okay, sir. coming up next, Joshua. How we doing? Welcome to the show. Hey, Kirk. Thanks for calling on me. I try to call um, on everybody if I got time. What? What? Um, I'm thinking a few things. First off, I'm looking at the max cap salary cap space teams. And the Lakers aren't on that list with or without Russell Westbrook. So we're not competing against them. We are competing against the mighty, mighty Charlotte Hornets, um, the Detroit Pistons, the San Antonio Spurs. Um, so, so those guys could probably um, challenge us for Kyrie. But something tells me that Luka Doncic is going to be better uh, than anything that is on any of the teams. Um, and maybe it's just because I think Luca is arguably one of the best players in the NBA. Maybe he's number one um, in somebody's mind. I have him at number three, but whatever. Like, he's incredible. He's going to be like the version of Kevin Durant that doesn't get injured, that Kyrie thought that he was going to get. I'm psyched. I don't know what everybody's worried about. I know that's a 20 to 29 first round pick, but like, God damn it, if we can't trade anything in the future to like get better now Kyrie is better than Spencer Dinwiddie I don't know like where like people are with 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 that and I heard about Dorian Finney-Smith but I watch enough Mavs games to think that Josh Green is more than adequate replacement like is it really just the first round pick that's six years from now I mean, value is all over the place with Kyrie because you know you don't know when Kyrie could wake up tomorrow and decide he's going to retire from basketball like I wouldn't put anything past Kyrie Irving. Like he he you know a year ago, a year ago this time he was taught he was talking about Ramadan and how he was how he was fasting and then 75 days ago he was talking about how he you know basically confirming that he's now a black Israelite. Like the range of outcomes for Kyrie is across the board. He could become a lockdown defender. He's actually been a pretty good defender this year. Like he could score 60 points his opening game because he's bored. He could also be like a three of 17 and then get mad at Jason Kidd and Mark Cuban. Like I don't put anything past Kyrie. But and isn't that, can I just follow up then? Isn't, isn't your point sort of the point then to focus up on, right? If anything can happen, right? If it, like if all the possibilities are on the board with Kyrie, well, then the possibility for us to not resign him is still like there. If things really go south in the half a season that we have them, well, you know, you, you took a risk and it didn't pay off, but welcome to the, welcome to the world of NBA. <laughs> more than likely, if, more than likely, if he's like anything that he's been all year in Brooklyn or he's any kind of motivated to get that four year max contract, which is the only piece of consistent reporting that we've had all the way like through last offseason and this offseason, which they wants to be extended and wants to get a max and blah, 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 blah. So if he's that interested in that, this, what, what do we have now? 20 games left, 30 yeah. games left. Like this is the window. This is it. 
And like the Mavericks made the Western Conference Finals last year. They lost four to one. And I find it humorous that on the same day that we make this Kyrie trade, Steph Curry goes down and it's going to be out way past the All-Star break. Yeah. This isn't good news. I mean, like, this isn't, like, something to be excited about. We have to worry about 2029. We're in the middle of 2023. I mean, it would, like, like as a Mavs fan, not having something ridiculous to worry about wouldn't feel natural. Right. So. Sorry. Uh, thanks for thanks for calling sure. me. I just, I'm very excited about this. I don't think I, that it's nearly as bad. As, I'm glad like, you're excited. Like, no, you should I be. I'm glad you're excited, Josh. Thank you for coming up and hanging out. Yeah, it's it's funny. Because sports just causes people to to react all sorts of different ways. My high school friends group chat, everybody's really excited about this. Mavs Moneyball Slack is a little all over the place. I think everybody's worried, so we'll see where we are. Coming up next, then, is Adam. How are you doing? Hey, Kurt. Um, My feeling about this hasn't really changed that much since a few days ago. I think the best-case scenario for the Mavs is – Kyrie can be a a combination of Brunson and Seth Curry, two of the most effective role players in the last five to six years for the Mavs. He's a dude that can be a a spot-up shooter that's shooting 40% from three when when Luka gets in the ball. he He can create his own shot. He can get other people involved. He's, you know, as you mentioned, he's great at improvising. I, I think this is kind of the best possible. I think that's the best case scenario for, for the Mavs. I think that's, that's possible. I don't think, I, I think, I think like the previous caller, he gives you more than what Spencer yeah. was giving you. Spencer can't Spencer pass. Spencer and Dorian. Like he doesn't are, see passes. He is a shooting yeah. guard. He's, I mean, he, when he's like hot, mysteries. he's hot. <laughs> But when he's not, when he's not, you know, like you can tell within the first five five minutes of the game, um, for the for the Mavs, I, mean, I I I think they can get to the third or fourth seed in the, in the West, and at that point, anything is possible. I think this also the kind of the other effect that this has that nobody's really talking about. This kind of sets a balance of the hierarchy for the for the Mavs to be to be better. It pushes Christian Wood into his natural position of being the third offensive option. He's not a second op- offensive option we've yep. seen this year. No, that's... And, and, and ultimately, like, for, for the Nets, I mean, from the Nets' perspective, this just shows me that they have no confidence that Ben Simmons can be a reliable contributor in a, in a playoff rotation. Dorian is basically their, their substitute in the starting lineup for Ben Simmons. And, you know, from a Rockets perspective, if I can give that real quick, I think, I think Joe Sy may have just saved the Rockets front office their jobs by ensuring just the, the demise of that organization over the next five years. And, and those treasure trove of picks going to the Rockets, I think it's, I mean, Joe Sy is not built for the NBA. Joe Sy is built for autocratic Chinese companies. And he, <laughs> He doesn't know how to deal with 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 you know modern day NBA players, and, and he shouldn't. He should have never bought an NBA team. It's a great take. That's mean, but funny. Thanks for joining us, Adam. All right, coming up next, we're gonna go to my man Tyron. How we doing? Give Tyron a second here. Tyron, we desperately need your take. Find that unmute button for us. All right. 
Tyron, come back up here in a minute and we'll bring you back on stage. Sometimes the app just doesn't work. Then we're going to go to my friend, Lyndon, who, who has takes. I know he has takes. What's happening, Lyndon? Hey, Kirk. Can you hear me? I can. Sounds like a CB radio. This is great. What's going on? Um, I, I'll be quick. I just don't actually think this is a good idea. I think this is Mark Cuban just, you know, this is his way of team building. Did you see Tim McMahon's tweet about how um, this, if it doesn't work out, the Cavs, the Mavs will have close to max cap space? That nugget was so important to me because I'm like, that's Mark Cuban. <laughs> that is how you Plan powder really forever. Leave. Thank you, Brian Zillum. Like, did you see I did. that? I, I, I couldn't believe. I couldn't believe Tim McMahon tweeted that with like a strip with like. Oh, he knew. He tweeted that shit with a grin. McMahon is if nothing but a or is is nothing if not an amazing. Yeah, because I'm like, oh wow. If I just think, okay, Lucas signed off on this, but I think pairing Lucas 23 or 24, 24. Yeah, 23, right? Pairing Luca with a 30 year old guy who legitimately outside. Black Israelite, anti-vax, you know, Muslim stuff that's going on. Kyrie also just doesn't play a lot of games. He has a bad knee. He's had multiple, like, surgeries, like, foot, like, leg injuries. Kyrie is, is like, a small guard. He's 6'2". He's not a big guard. This is the wings league where, like, wing defense is important. Kyrie thrived with LeBron. Prime LeBron was someone who was a lob threat, who cut off ball, who anchored a defense. I personally think this is this is like a cute trade, but giving up Dorian Finney-Smith in the grand scheme of things, I agree with your point about how Dorian Finney-Smith doesn't actually matter that much. It's more sentimental. Like he's a and good. I love him. I'm gonna miss him. I'm gonna think fondly of him. But but he's a good wing. That's it. He's just a good wing. He's on an All Star level wing. But I just think that. If the plan is Kyrie could possibly, which he can, Kyrie will always lie. He showed it. He'll look at you in the face and say, I'm not leaving, and he'll leave in a heartbeat. Yep. If Kyrie leaves, where are the Mavs, Kirk? Where are the Mavs? That's, that's We're going to be only... back in here, and I'm a, I have a list, okay, because I am a petty motherfucker. I have a list of people who have told me I'm wrong about all this Kyrie stuff. So I, what, what will happen then is I will be weeding everyone's takes and yelling at everyone and demanding apologies. And when they, when they offer Kyrie this four-year, $250 million deal, the, my final statement, how much better is Kyrie Irving than Jalen Brunson today, Kirk? How much better? They're Today. such different players. I, I, the, uh, did you watch this Brunson against the Brunson? Clippers? How much better is he? I don't know. I, I, I did not watch that game. No, was he good? He was phenomenal. Jalen Brunson was phenomenal against the Clippers. Phenomenal. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I, this is plant powder uh, against. Her. Yeah, I mean, look, I. There's a certain extent of me that I have to play a bit of a role because no one, you know, Nick Angstat was talking about this today on, on Twitter where it's like, no one wants to hear the Mavs front office sucks all the fucking time because it's not fun to listen to. And then they do something interesting. I mean, cause it is interesting, whether it's good or bad, it's definitely interesting. I don't want to like lead with my initial take that I hate it. 
understanding that I hate it. <laughs> I just have to at least give it a chance. I owe that to everybody who listens and who wants to who wants to to watch the Mavericks, you know. I I I think the the fit is cool if the NBA playoffs didn't exist. If this was if this was the Premier League and we're just doing win as many games as possible and then you raise the trophy, fine. The, if the yeah. playoffs didn't exist, you can't have any credible defense with all the respect where you have people like Dwight Howard, Dwight Powell, Christian Wood, Luka Doncic, Tim Hardaway, Kyrie Irving. That's absolutely insane. Yeah. And I think that this whole plan is actually crazy. And Kyrie is 30 years old. A, 34, a 32-year-old Kyrie Irving will not be as much value to a 26-year-old Luka Doncic who will be fully blossomed and looking at a Kyrie Irving on the decline. I just think, and this is my last thing before I go, I just think, Kirk, can we please get into how bad ownership is in Dallas? This is 10 years of just completely disregarding the draft. And we can't even say it's a Donnie Nelson thing because Donnie's gone and you're trading away a first-round pick for a guy who could leave this summer. That's stupid, man. That's stupid. Appreciate the flames, Lyndon. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, man. We're going to try to bring Tyron back up again. I got to find him in here. Tyron, let's go. All right, my bad. As soon as you called me up, I went and uh, tried to get dressed. I to leave right now. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. This is perfect timing, just like this whole Kyrie Irving trade. Um, First off, I got a question for you. What's next? Because, I mean, the trade deadline is Thursday. I personally don't feel like this is the only move that they make. Uh, solely because there's still bad contracts and money that they can get off of, that they need to get off of, I should say. Do you see any future moves before Thursday? Well, the Dallas Matt Morning News, Callie Kaplan says the Mavs aren't done yet, but the cynical person that I am remembers buckle up and all that horse shit from previous off seasons when the Mavericks went out and did nothing. Uh, so I, I, it is, it, it would be wise of them to continue to try to shake things up. So I expect they will try. Now, execution is the question because the takes on this trade range from the Mavericks drastically underpaid to the to the Mavericks drastically overpaid. They didn't really have any right. assets to begin with. So what more are you giving up to move pieces around? Are there other teams that are in this kind of morass where you could move players and pieces and say, okay, this is what's going to happen next where we just kind of trade our parts for other parts. Do you know what I mean? Right. And see, that's, that's okay. Okay. So that leads to my second question. I'm more of an X's and O's guy I when it comes to basketball. Too, I, know I don't so really much know funny. those either, but like transactional shit, I just, I lose my mind. Yeah. It, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. So with Kyrie's current, you know, uh, money now on our books, what can we financially go get? before Thursday, if anything. Just to know. just throw some names out there. I, I have no no idea. Hopefully people will will start sharing some takes and see what we can get. You know, our man Dalton Trigg is always good for that. Okay. Okay. All right. Now my hot take. I like this move because it's something new. It's something fresh. And my hot take is the same people who are talking shit about this trade are the same people that were saying Jalen Brunson is trash. 
the same people that were saying Christian Wood is trash. Same people that are now saying Kyrie Irving is trash. I don't agree with the off the court shit that he's done, but let's be honest. I, I know it's been forever. I heard, I listened to your last uh, Mavs Moneyball late night this morning while I was at work. So you're right. He hasn't been the same player in the last couple of years, but hell, he's better than what we've got. And it's a, it's a move in the right direction. If he's and focused and wants of, to play, he'll be a positive contributor. Oh my God. If this works out, it's really going to work out. You know what I mean? And if it doesn't, it doesn't, you know what I mean? And that's to me, that's fine. I'm just glad that we finally made the move, you know? Uh, but God, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that he he's really dialed in because we, we got to remember he said he wanted to come to Dallas, what, hours after he declared uh, for the trade. He he said that. So hopefully he's got his, his shit together. He's ready to come out here and play basketball because, again, if this works out, it could really work out. It opens the doors for a lot of things going forward. Yeah. And I'm honestly excited to see uh, what happens. So. My friend Matt Moore in the chat and says, if it doesn't work out, that's fine, is what Celtics and Nets fans said. And I, I, I love that like pushback because I think it's – we have to talk ourselves into this. We don't have any other choice. I'm, I don't plan on spending my we time. <laughs> that's not true. I, spend on, I plan on spending plenty of time bitching about this, but today is not that day. <laughs> no, I mean, because look at it. We've been bitching about – God, we've been bitching about DeLon Wright in the past. We bitched about uh, Josh Richardson in the past. Like, Jesus, come on, man. Kyrie, I'd rather bitch about Kyrie Irving than any of those guys. Any, the last well, half he's going to give bench. me an ass ton of content. I'll tell you that much. Because oh, you know, The rest of the season is going to be guaranteed entertainment. Ugh. Like, 100%. <laughs> it's going to be – it's definitely – it goes from being – like, it's definitely not boring. That's where we are right now. No. I'm just ready to see the first uh, hit but between him and Mark Cuban. Love That's it. all I got to say. Outside. <laughs> All right, Tyron. Thanks for joining. Two. All right, coming up next, my friend Tyler. Tyler, you have. I hope you share this take. I hope you find the unmute button, and then I hope you share this take that you just gave with me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get. I'll lead up to it. So yes, tell the story. Um, okay, I, let's go. I, I I think everybody's been beating the same drum, so I'm gonna, you know, do some backtrack history. So. Everyone knows Nico and Kid's relationship with Kyrie. That's established. But what I will point out is a month ago, Luca's dad came to Dallas and then Tim McMahon had a report that, you know, he wanted more help. <clears throat> and then I believe a couple of weeks later, Spencer Dinwiddie talked a bunch after the Mavericks lost to the Wizards about how. Went on some know, podcasts, seemed kind <laughs> of offended. Yeah, he said, you know, we're in a winning team after the Wizards. Uh, beat the Mavericks and Kyle Kuzma, uh, you know, rightfully went after Spencer on Twitter. And then also their stretch without uh, Dorian Finney-Smith and the emergence of Josh Green, I think, you know, those events are kind of what led the Mavericks to, you know, throw the dice and make the move. But my theory that, you know, you wanted me to uh, <laughs> talk about it's is... It's a great take. I, I would say that, you know, he's already been run out of one locker room, but clearly the Mavericks, their, their uh, vibe and demeanor is much different this season from last season. I mean, you can see that with the defense alone. And my hot take is something is stumped in the locker room this season. Most people think it's Christian Wood. Most people think maybe it's Jason Kidd, but I think it was Spencer Dinwiddie. And maybe this trade was more about getting off of him than acquiring Kyrie. 
God, I just, I this is this is the perfect Mavs discourse take because it is utterly unprovable and yet fits. Because I talked about this when we got Spencer last year, where I was like, man, he's just the kind of guy that rubs coworkers the wrong way when things aren't going right because he says the quiet part loud and and he's not quite good enough to do that. Yeah, I mean, it's no disrespect to. You know, what he says is wrong or anything else. It's just when, you know, you're the uh, second or third best player on the team and, you know, Luca's number one guy and you're boarding around in 500. Uh, I would say it's tough to uh, command a lot of respect in that situation. <clears throat> and then also when he was walking to him and when he said everybody was playing for themselves when they were 10 games under 500. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's tough to say the hard truth. <laughs> Love it. I, this is this is a this is the perfect hour into the podcast take because only lunatics will listen this far, and and it's the kind of people that really because now we can just kind of wonder there's there's all sorts of factors at play things are never as straightforward as they're reported this is a good one you got anything else for us? I would say uh, you know obviously when kid coaches when Luca doesn't play he's pretty non vocal I mean he's basically Mike McCarthy on the sidelines. Uh, just standing there. I'm not saying he's a bad coach, but you know he's obviously not a vocal guy when yep. Luca's there, and I, I think that's what Kyrie wants. I mean, he said on a podcast he didn't really want a coach, and maybe Jock Vaughn's uh, hard style of calling guys out, like Ben Simmons himself, wore on him. And who knows? Maybe Jason Kidd's the perfect coach because he won't say anything to Luca or Kyrie. <laughs> Love it. Thanks for this, Tyler. Great, great addition to this point in the show where everybody's getting a little tired. So we'll talk soon. All right. Let's see here. Coming up next then is my man, Iwan. Sorry, you've been waiting forever too. We just got everybody, like we're going to have like 45 people speak by the time this is done. What's going on? Hey, much. How you doing? Um, I'm, I'm weird today. What's, what about you? I see you got a lot of people in the, in the, in the chat, man. What's your record? Um, uh, we had uh, 900 last year after, um, after KP, and then Mark Stein joined my room once, and there were ten thousand. That was wild as okay, shit, gotcha, though. Gotcha. Like that was yeah, this is this is like Mavs uh, hardcore right here. This is this is the family. Yeah, I just the, the last take wasn't that bad of a take. But you, I, you think about it because it's like you know you come off supposed to come off sometimes as arrogant. Like you're supposed to be that caliber of a player, like third best player or technically the second best player. Like, you have to be better. You can't lose to a team that's 10 years under 500 and go sit at the podium and say, you know, see all that stuff. You got to be better. You got to play some defense. You have to make better passes. Like, you have to be better. So it's like, Luca probably, you know, them games that Luca's on and he see how he runs the team or when Luca plays and is on the bench and he see how, you know, how, how, how our offense sucks when he's on the bench. He's probably like, yeah, I mean, I can't, you know, I can't, I can't deal with this no more. You know what I'm saying? So, um, that that wasn't a bad take. That, um, I I could I, I could see that being true. I could see that being true. I could see that being true. And um, for the Kyrie trade, I'm 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 happy about it. I, like, I was tired of disrespect. You know, tired of Kuzma. These other players saying that they only have Luca. There's nobody else on their team. Like, aren't we tired of that? Aren't we tired of people? Like, that was becoming like that was disrespectful. You know, and in the in the same sense, it was true. We didn't, they don't respect nobody else on our team other than Luca. 
You know what I'm saying? Like they didn't, they didn't. That's that's how they treated us. That's how they treated Chapaluka from half court, Chapaluka three quarter court, like Chapaluka the whole game because they didn't respect no other players on our team. And that is not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen now because Kyrie's gonna eat you alive. And Kyrie in the mid range is pretty good. We always we always ask for you know some other players that have like you know some in between games. You know I could hit some jumpers in mid range and whatnot. And Kyrie's great at that. He's great at finishing. You know, fast break, topical shots. Listen, it's, it's going to be great. Is it fourth quarter time, listen, you want to double Luka? That's on you. Kyrie's not, he's not scared in the moment. You know, he's when he's out there, he's not – you see how when, when the game starts with Spencer and Luka and Spencer, like for those first seven minutes, you feel like Spencer's not playing? I'm pretty sure you're not going to feel that way with Kyrie. Kyrie's not going to be shy. He's not going to be scared to attack. He's, he's going to do what he got to do. So I'm just, I'm just happy – like you say, for somebody new, I'm happy that we honestly won't get disrespected. And it's like, you can see all the tweets from all the players around the league. They're like, they know the potential of Kyrie. They know like a healthy Kyrie and what he's going to do with paired with Luka, how that's going to be dangerous. And honestly, I think a lot of, a lot of teams are going to be scared of dealing with this duo when they face us. So, Well, thank you for hanging out. I appreciate the take. I'm glad you're excited. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Guys, I have to go relatively soon. So let's fly through, you know, three, four, five people. Brian, Zillam, you've been waiting a while. What's up? Uh, uh, how to lose Luka Doncic in one trade, the uh, title of my memoir. Like, okay, I will try to speed through this because I, Kirk, you know me. I'm not a goldfish. I remember things. I, you know, the I, Irving stuff off the court, that's, Ugh, that's a whole gross conversation I, I'm, I'm not here to have. But Ky- Kyrie and Kevin Durant actively wanted Steve Nash as a coach. He had the perfect situation laid out in Brooklyn where, mind you, he'd already lot, like left Boston, right? Already left Boston. So he had everything at his fingertips and still burned to the ground. I'm going to put you and Matthew over because last night you guys towards the end of the pod uh, advocated, you know, what was the theme of the Mavericks last year? It was vibes, right? Vibes. That's, and you had said, oh, well, you know, vibes and a new personality only goes so far as far as carrying a team. So we went from really good vibes to having potentially the worst cancerous basketball player of all time in our locker room. That doesn't really make sense to me. And who is going to keep Kyrie in check? Like we have to depend on a uh, locker room leader, Dwight Powell, who's going to be <laughs> an all-time <laughs> break games played for the Dallas Mavericks at some point this season. Good luck with that. Like just absolutely good luck. That's just, can't see that working out. And who, who's going to hold Kyrie accountable? I don't No one. And, I want to push back a little bit on what I believe that Xavier said earlier. The Mavericks didn't give off that much. Well, you actually actively gave up arguably one of your best defensive players, and you still have shitty contracts. You did not get off Bertans, and you did not give off uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. And you essentially acquired Morris, who is only playing about 10 minutes a game this season. Don't know if that means he's, he's stinky, because I know there's been points of the season where the Bro- Brooklyn Nets need warm bodies. So that tells me he's either no good or, you know, maybe he's been injured. I don't know. But only playing 10 minutes a game, six minutes here, seven minutes here, that's a, a, a Theo Penson type box score. God, we didn't we trade Theo Penson. I, I uh, just, uh, 
Um, yeah, and act, act, actively right. So you still have the exact same problems you have with Spencer. If Luca or Kyrie get hurt, you still have the exact same problem. You're going to have Josh Green at point. That that's your solution, or you're running Frank as your point. And to me, what people are missing the bigger point, like I, I don't, I don't think anybody's discussed this, Kurt. Vibes and continuity with this roster matters. It absolutely 100% matters. Look at last year, and you've blown that up. It's gone because this guy is going to come in. He might come in seven games from now and say, I'm retiring for basketball. It's complete. It's a possibility. Like, I, if people are happy about this, good for them. Like, I'm happy for you if you can set aside all of his bullshit and his, like, just shenanigans as a human being. I, I, I'm – I'm telling you guys, this is not going to end well, and I can't pretend in Mavericks' shade glasses this is going to work out because this is going to be an utter fucking disaster as a move. And we have no nobody to blame or thank, but you know, uh, state of mad media. I guess I don't know because like no nobody I, st- shut up with that. God, that's a terrible just, bit. It's beat I up. Know. I, I well, I mean, I, I, I suppose. What if I had to work for the Mavericks? Jose says vibes are overrated. Man, I don't think so. Uh, that's, a t- no, that's, a, that's a fucking it, take. It, 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 no, vibes are not overrated. So well, yeah, vibes, uh, vibes also got us to the Western Conference Finals, Rob. Yes, exactly. So, and then also, you're asking Kyrie to stay healthy. He has knee issues. Why? why yeah, that, and that's that. the health stuff for him. He just he has like he's he's a not the the health stuff is actually the interesting thing that's that's going on in that. He um he he doesn't have injury problems as much as he has freak fucking injuries. Like he has weird yes. injuries. So yes, super super weird injury. And then one last thing, what's going to be amazing is when you have those possessions when Luca and Kyrie both loaf on a possession as there's a breakaway dunk happening because mm-hmm. it, uh, a pass they miscommunicate on a pass or something happens where or maybe they're both yelling at a referee. I don't know, and I. I do feel like there's only certain NBA players that can magically come into an, a new situation and it'd be like, oh, like magic. Yep. If by kid's philosophy, right? What has kid been preaching the entire time? Defense. So if Kyrie's just giving guys blowback by layups, I expect him not to play, given the Christian Wood treatment. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm I'm sorry for rambling a little bit, buddy, but I just like hopefully I got off some different stuff people haven't presented yet. Uh, but you have a good one. Talk soon. Okay, now we're gonna go to my man. Wait, I need I need folks to fly here. I have ten minutes. Colin, I'm trusting you to be fast with this takes. So keep yelling at me in the chat about it. Colin, welcome. What's up? All I'm gonna say is shout out to you, Mavericks fans, for taking Kyrie. You know what I mean? Boston was sick of making him look like a fool every time we played him. But you know, enjoy him. It's not gonna do much because Boston's winning this thing anyway. So. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Lost a damn good basketball team, man. Oh, you know it. I mean, listen, ever since he stepped on the logo, they haven't beat us. You know what I'm saying? So we, 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 he, the game, because the last game he played was against the Celtics, right? And I'll read you a quote that your guy, this is your guy now. This is what he said, right? He said, I'm not going to stop until I figure out what this mythology is to the Boston Celtics right now. Well, he stopped pretty quick. You know what I mean? So, um, we all I'm saying is, is he, he, as far as you guys go, it isn't gonna matter because if he sees us, he's seeing a ghost. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate you, man. Thanks for stopping by.
I let, see, Kyrie inspires such hate that a guy from a team that he played on two teams ago was hung out in a green room for 40 minutes so he could get up on stage and be like, this guy fucking sucks. <laughs> okay, um, Juan, you've been waiting. What's up? Uh, hello? Hey. Hey, Kirk, can you hear can. me? Hey, uh, hey, thanks for putting me on here. Uh, just really quickly, I'm excited about the trade. I'm ready for, you know, for the second half of the season. And it does make me think that if we the match were going, they were going to re-sign Jalen Brunson, he was going to be part of this deal. I think this deal still happens with Brunson and the, and the team, but that's just something for me to think about. But I'm really excited, and you know, let's see where we go from here. I'm glad you're excited. Thanks for hanging out and listening, and and waiting so long to talk. All right, let's go next to Christian Stalwart. Hey, buddy. Uh, so I'll be quick. Um, you know, I'll end up talking myself into it just based on purely talent-wise. There, It's a great backcourt. Again, purely talent-wise. I'm just – I feel like it's a KP trade 2.0. Like I feel we're doubling down on that strategy of someone that is a star or a star potential – that we can get at a discounted rate because they have a ton of baggage and we got bit by it once we had been so careful of not including a first round pick to really uh, reestablish our assets. And so I, I don't know. I just feel that it's and the same way as a KP trade for different reasons. Um, but we're, we were basically six months away from all of our first round picks basically being replenished and we just had to go and do this. So I'll end up talking myself into it. Um, It had honestly been a chore to watch this team this season. Like I'd rather deep clean my house. Um, So at least it'll be something I guess to look forward to, but I feel like it's, you know, doubling down, but appreciate you bringing me up. Yep. Thanks Christian. Okay, coming up next is my man Nav. You're not happy about this one. Um, terrible trade. Um, it's gonna get. It's gonna be bad at some point. We don't know if that's gonna be today, six months from now, a year from now. But very short-sighted move by the Mavs. To me, it just highlights how desperate the team was, and also how how much pressure they must have been feeling from uh, from Luca and everything. But that's all I got. Thanks, not buddy. happy about it. Talk soon. Okay, coming up next is Mr. Falk. How are you? Good. How are you Great, doing, Kurt? Thanks for coming up. Great. Thanks for coming up. Yeah, I love the uh, love the Arrested Development tweet. I feel like I've seen that one three times in like the past three years with Mavs related stuff. Um, but I I honestly believe that like this is. Similar to what the guy, last guy said, this is. I feel like if we don't win this year, it's just like a rental. Like he's he's probably gone. I know Mac Mahone absolutely hates Cuban, but I think there is some truth to what he said. And uh, I guess I'll see what he does against the Clippers Wednesday. But I'm I'm going to give it 15 games before I I, I say I'm Fair out. Enough. Fair enough. All right. Thanks, man. Talk soon. All right. Thanks, man. Talk soon. Now we're flying. Grayson, what's up? Hey, Kirk, how are we doing? We're doing well. What do you got for us? Uh, I am very, very kind of confused by this trade. Come a little closer to the phone. I, Sounds I, like you're going to win. Sorry, I'm uh, I'm unpacking my uh, 
my apartment right now because I'm about to move. But this kind of gives me flashbacks to the horrible Rajan Rondo trade where at the time of the trade, I was over the moon because of just the player that he was and then quickly realized how terrible it ended up going. And I kind of see this being like that. Um, I think there's going to be good moments, but then at some point he's going to be fed up with Cuban or someone and he's going to ask out. But um, at least it's somewhat better than, you know, what we have currently. But I'm now worried that the only real wing that we have on our team is Josh Green. Um, and this is kind of a wing league now. And I don't really see where we're going to get another wing. Uh, the last thing I'll say, I know you need to get going soon, is I think that we should be going after Josh Hart from Portland because our defense is about to be just an absolute train wreck. So uh, appreciate it, Kirk, and uh, I'll okay, talk to you soon. Like the Josh Hart add-in. All right, talk soon. Okay, let's 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 keep it going. Keep it going here, um, Austin. What's up? Give Austin a second. Hello. Sorry, Hello. I was muted. How you doing? Yes. Um, so I wanted to get your thoughts on the Mavs defense and if this trade is uh, something that can really propel them into championship territory. You look in the last team to make the finals that wasn't a top 20 defense in the regular season. That was the 01 Lakers. And the Mavs are currently 24th in defense and just traded away their best defender. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Trading away the best defender is the tough part. Like, I, I think it opens the door for Josh Green to play more. I also think the Mavs sort of might have sold high on Dorian Finney-Smith because I think he's looked really, really beaten down. I hope I'm wrong because I think Dorian's a really fun player. So that's where I sit with that. Got anything else for us, Austin? Or did I miss any part of the question? I'm sorry, answering text messages. No, that was it. Thank you. Sure. Okay. We might actually get through everybody. Jason, what's up? I'm unmuted. Okay. There we go. I'll be fast here. I'll talk myself into this trade, honestly. I will, but I hate this. I hate this. <laughs> like, like, the Clippers game will be fun. He'll score like 40 or something. It'll be amazing. People will be thrilled. But then, I don't know, 10 games into this, he'll just look off the team, blow it up, and then the team will be tuned. We'll see. Later, buddy. Okay, coming up next then, Gordon. Gordon, keep us moving. I got five minutes. Okay, I'll try and make it quick. Uh, I'm just trying to spread a little bit of positivity here. Um, so it, the the takes on this isn't going to work out, I just want to remind everybody that it w- works out once a year for one team, and everyone else is complaining about how their front office fucked it up, right? Like that's what everyone is doing. Since the Mavs last, Since the Mavs last won a championship, it's like, Giannis wins it. You you have Giannis and everybody else in the league basically gets hurt. Kawhi wins it when everyone on Golden State gets hurt. And, and, and other than those two teams, it's been Spurs, Golden State, or you have LeBron. Like, pretty much. It pretty much doesn't work out for everybody all the time. It is not easy making these decisions. I do think that this is a good move if for no other reason than we had a bad – we have a bad hand before this trade. I don't know that we're better, but we needed – we needed to reshuffle the deck. So I like it. Appreciate it. I like the take. Thanks, Gordon. Okay. Let's go to Oliver. What's up? 
Hey, Kurt, first time calling. I'm from the UK, so I don't ever really get on oh, these. Oh, sorry. I, I tried to bring first time callers up earlier. I thought I recognized your name. How you doing? Uh, I'm uh, undecided. I'd have happily traded for Kyrie, um, just not for Spencer, just because I think we're still back to square one with uh, only two guys who can dribble the ball. But um, it'll be interesting. My, one of my best friends is a Celtics fan. He said stay clear. So uh, I ain't, <laughs> I'm not too sure it's going to work out. Well, I kind of, I mean, it. The, the thing about it is, is that it hasn't worked out for anybody. I, it's, it worked out for, for, uh, you know, once yeah, in exactly. 2016, but even before that, Kyrie was a malcontent with the Cavs. He was a malcontent the next year. He was happy with the, with the, the, the Celtics for about, you know, six weeks. And then he, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough. It is. It's it's tough, and we'll well we'll see what happens in the future. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if Luke has gone in three years. But we'll see what happens. I do think they make another move though, because uh, you can't have THJ on this <laughs> team with with Kyrie playing the same minutes. It just, just no it defense. won't work. It just won't work. And I'll, I'll be interested to see what they do with uh, with Wood as well. I like Wood. I think he's a good player, but we'll see. Anyway, I'll uh, let you get going. Thanks, Kurt. Thanks so much. Okay, Adrian, what do you got for Hey, Kirk. I'm with you. I think this is terrifying, but at the same time, I think we had to do this. How many years have been have we been waiting for the front office to actually move on from our role players? We always get too attached to them, and I think this is actually quite encouraging to see that this front office um, is able to move on from role players in order to upgrade uh, the talent in the roster. Um, I think this is a golden opportunity for Josh Green to continue to develop. I think he can replace uh, DFS quite easily. And the only thing I'm worried about is this summer, if uh, Irving and Wood don't resign, that will mean uh, having lost two uh, first-round picks yeah, for nothing. So that's actually, that would be the most brutal scenario here. So, yeah, fingers crossed that doesn't happen and this scary experiment goes well. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Talk soon. Okay, last but not least, we got a late entry here. Hope I'm saying that right. Find that unmute button there at the bottom of the uh, of the thing. Hello, are you there? Yes, we are. Are you there? How, how's, how's it going? What do you got? I think this is the most pre-2011 championship move the Mavs front office have made in a long Great while. Day. And I'm kind of excited about it, not because I think that it's going to work, but because I think that like pre-2011, we kept getting people like Antoine Walker and Antoine Jameson and all of this crazy crap. And we were like, what the hell is happening? But it showed that the front office was like, we've got to take moves to get Dirk a championship. And Sure, this might backfire, but at least it symbols a little bit, a little bit of a change from what we've seen the past few years with the front office, where they were too conservative. And I'll get off. I like that take. Thank you so much. That's a good take to end on. I think. Um, okay, great time. Ninety minutes. Woo boy, we're going to be in for a uh, weird end of the season. Thank you so much for spending time with me today on your Sunday. Uh, please consider going and subscribing to the Mavs Moneyball podcast feed. Hop over to Mavs Moneyball. I have probably five pieces that we're going to be writing over the next 24 hours and putting up about all this. 
We appreciate everybody spending time with us, and I am grateful for your support, and we will talk in a couple of days. Go Mavs.